Listeners, you're back with Benny, Banksy, and Boydy, the basketball blokes, dribbling all things Aussie hoops and NBL fantasy. This week, not much news going around, so we're going to get straight back, straight into the Around the Grounds segment. Benny, you can start us off with the joint team? Uh, yeah, I guess firstly, we're doing it a little bit differently this week. We're going to do a Round 9 review show and a Round 10 preview show, which will be uh, a separate pod for you to listen to. Hopefully makes it a bit easier to listen to, on your drive into work and bit shorter on your drive home, perhaps. Hopefully squish them down to 20 to 30 minutes for each one and rather than having a big, long, hour-long podcast. So stay tuned. Okay. So joint team. Joint team. Uh, the basketball blokes team uh, scored 575 points. This was the week that, that uh, falling short of Randall for Norton Hurt. Uh, cost us about 30 points that this week. Still pipped Bordy, I see. Hey, oh, don't let the cat oh, out of the bag. it away. Oh, was, that was going to be the shock of the season, but uh, Banksy's gone and ruined it. <laughs> a- anyhow, we did have Kyle Adnan uh, over Nah, which was, uh, I guess, a bit of a boost <laughs> this week. And uh, we stuffed up putting Bowen on the court instead of Hall. That did work out to be a slight stuff up in the end, I believe. Who told so. you to put Hall on on the court? Everyone. Who told you? Uh, the Twitter world. We'll go with. Who it. told you? I'm pretty sure the Oracle said. Yeah. Well, anyway, the uh, the joint teams basically turned into Benny's team. All the stuff that we are too scared to do on our own teams, and so it's a bit out there, I guess. But the, the joint teams turned into Benny's sideways moves that he would like to play on his team, but then stuffs it up completely and goes terrible. Um, That's well, right. Well, <laughs> you know, well, I guess I've got a nice segue here. Speaking of terrible, <laughs> who was the ordinary bloke this week, I wonder? Banksy, not you, man? Uh, this wasn't me. No, it was me. It was my turn. Yeah, um, I felt bad because you guys kept getting it, so I thought I'd better take one for the team and do some funny trades. And I actually did a bit of an interesting trade that we'll probably talk about in the second um, segment of the podcast. So uh, I scored a lowly 573 for the round, which equated to, uh, I don't know what it was, as the league. Um, um, round rank was 383rd, so still not too bad. And I'm currently ranked 11th overall. This is before adjustments. We're recording on Tuesday night here, so the game has not opened as yet. So, uh, yeah. Cool. I'm assuming this is well, this is the time for the average bloke. I'm assuming this is the time where you speak, Banksy. <laughs> it wasn't me, guys. Finally. <laughs> oh, oh, my wow. turn. Okay. So, uh, Benny here, the average bloke, um, 586 points. I had Randall, who improved, which was a, a nice... Uh, nice performance compared to last week, and but I did have to have the. I made the error with uh, Bowen on the field getting my own team. Maybe Boydie's onto something there, and Emmett Nah as well. More about Emmett Nah later, but that hurt a little bit. But um, just really struggling, hardly moved in the rankings. 
I'm thinking there's a lot of similar teams out there, but um, I guess that might we might talk about that a little bit later when we talk in trade targets, perhaps. So anyway, let's get this over and done with. Top bloke, first time for the season. I'm Probably sure. the only time too, guys. <laughs> 592 points. And while that might sound impressive compared to Bordy, to be fair, having a look at our two teams, I played uh, all six players on the double on my court this week, and I think you had two on the single, and I only beat you by 19 points. So it just shows That's the right. strength of your team. Yeah, I had two, two, with on, your bench two on the singles. Compared to mine, so... And no doubles on the bench either, so I was pretty... Um, I wouldn't read too much into it. You're, I had Bowen on you're the looking bench. pretty good going forward. Yeah, look, as I said, I did a little bit of a trade, which was a little bit of a funny move on my bench because I had a luxury, um, which I'll talk about later. All right, so, if we're going to talk about that later, let's get on to the uh, mid-season MVP awards. I like it. I'd like to thank you for your... I'd like to thank you for your giving attention. I'd like to thank you for your participation. Okay, this is the NBL Fantasy Awards, mid-season awards show. The Basketball Blokes. Well, that's right. Actually, it's not just us. We had the uh, thanks for your participation, and that was because we put a poll up for our listeners or followers, probably more specifically, to have their opinions as well. So I'm going to start with the NBL Fantasy uh, Mid-Season Sixth Man of the Year Award. Um, So to qualify for this, players had to be priced under a mil to start the season, uh, this was a fairly obvious one uh, with 65 votes. The People's Choice uh, is David Barlow with 91% of the votes. Um, congratulations. Um, was that Trist or Barlow? I can't remember. Oh, Barlow. Um, and uh, 5% Emmett Nair, 3% Brian Bowen, 1% other. I'd love for that person to have actually said who that was. But um, we are obviously all... And Barlow in consensus here. Um, Nara and Bowen have both been good picks, but clearly um, Benjamin Button, as we called him earlier on, uh, the uh, best player under a million dollars to start off with. And it's just the copycat of, of the Waxy from last season, fantasy-wise. Yes, and you're just starting at that really yep. cheap price and just being someone you could play on your court while the schedule was there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess that's the, the ironic thing that even though he was priced as a six-man price, he's ended up just being a starter. And I know yep. you kept him on your team last week, Baldy, as a starter as well. Just yep. Mr. Reliable. Yep. All right. The NBL Coaches Award. Now, I don't know if you guys have been uh, uh, in sporting teams before, but it's almost like a coaches award or a best clubman. Sort of gets given out. It's almost like a bit of a participation award. <laughs> um, not the greatest accomplishment to, uh, to receive, I don't think. Um, so this one is basically the player who's disappointed. Um, so it's they've been disappointing, yet the coaches kept them and showed faith in them for some reason. Uh, so could be known as the Steve Holt Award, basically. <laughs> so uh, I put the poll up. The options on the poll, um, we limited this to 400 owners at the time. Um, and the winner of that, uh, 38% of the vote, uh, the people's choice is Corey Webster. Mm. Uh, 30% for CJ Sealing Cedric Jackson. And 17% for Majok Deng and 15% for other. Now, um, I'll let you guys have your say. Um, who has been on your teams that you showed the faith in? And they've disappointed you, basically. Well, mine's probably a quick one. Uh, Conger. I thought he'd come... I I took a punt and got him early. 
and hasn't paid off. I think I kept him for three weeks in total, but I actually exited him last week. And I'll talk about that a little bit later, as I've said about 15 times already. I apologize. Yeah. <laughs> the suspense is killing me. <laughs> Banksy. What Mine, uh, probably as the only owner only... in the competition yeah. of Armani Moore. <laughs> I got him in, if you remember, just before New Zealand's really good run of doubles. Uh, just before he went down with injury. I don't think he actually played a game in my team from when I traded him in initially. Um, I just haven't been able to get him out. And he's still sitting there rotting oh, away. No. That is the ultimate oh, no. coach's award, I think. Yeah, that is. That's uh, probably... It's, that's, it's that's embarrassing. A that's a but, uh, And I think at the moment, Waxy Walker's my, my new one. <laughs> you got two on your team. I'm, two I, I two need, coaches pets. I need four trades this week. <laughs> Don't we all? Uh, for me, it was uh, Shay Yilly. I had him for a few weeks there. Did the, I guess, in a similar move to Banksy. And that was just at the time that... Um, Casper exploded and uh, started to pick up his performance. So the move was to free up some cash and I guess not lose any cash and have players on the doubles and it cost me both cash and points. So mm. always good. Uh, um, not ideal. Just an interesting thing on Banksy's one. Uh, Banksy's one's Armani's still owned by 100, 110 other people. Wow. And Waxy's owned by 137 other people. There you go. So you're not you know you're not the only one out there, mm. but you know. You're close to it. Maybe I should have put them as options, but they, they didn't qualify. <laughs> okay, guys, time for the big award of the season. This is the NBL Fantasy Mid-Season MVP. 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 Jordan Jet. Right on, Jordan Jet. Oh, oh, sorry, I'll take that back. <laughs> um, In his mind. It's not Kevin Durant's mum either. <laughs> Look at Donkey's mum. <laughs> Actually... Should have put it on... I, I'll take that Was back. that an option? No, it wasn't on the <laughs> poll. So I limited the poll to Bogut, K, and Barlow. I'll go first because it's, I guess, a bit of um, a bit of a different one. So I was with the 11% of respondents who picked David Barlow, Ooh. mainly because um, of what we discussed earlier. Um, the price to start off with, I've had him in my team the whole season up until very, very recently, and I just haven't had... Uh, the other guys in my team as much as I should have. Um, so, Boydy, maybe? Interesting you, want... you say that. The, the award most valuable player was Barlow most valuable based on his starting price. Mm. Yeah. Who knows? Probably. Yeah, I guess I'm they, stats for it, traditionally MVP is your, your best performed, I guess. So, um, I... That's why James Harden won it last year in the NBA. What can I say? I went... With my MVP to date has been Nick K. I haven't had Bogut long enough, um, and also I put a big um, waiting on the. I think it was round five, the double where he had sixty-five and sixty-four, so he had one hundred twenty-nine. It was and I had him captain. No one had him captain, uh, or not you know, none of us three at least. Well, yeah, you two didn't have him captain, but I did, so I was that got me like almost 100 points or something stupid extra than um, you guys because I don't think that's when you made your big jump up the rankings correct yeah it did I think it was round 5 I'm pretty sure but I had him from round 3 when he had the double as well there where he had 50 and 62 for 112 so don't think I had him captain though that that round but um well maybe I did actually I think there was two weeks to be honest that you went against Banksy's I think it, it might have been those number two. one options. Because yeah, your number one options in those back then was Boone, the Boone new, I'm pretty Boone sure. Boone and then what are the New Zealand boys, maybe Long? Yeah, always so I think I, went, I think I went K both round three and round five. So that's obviously been a, a good move by me. 
back in the day, and I think that's what makes K my most favourite player. And even looking at it now, I know he's played two less games, but he's scored the most points overall in the comp as well. So I think that to the mid-season, that's uh, that's good. Yeah, really good merit for sure. And the only reason he's not mine, I think, if there was a most improved player, K's pretty much up there, isn't he? Oh, no, my man pretty, Barlow. It was pretty expensive <laughs> last year. He was, he was oh, he he killed his, it last his year. stats from last season to this season, he's mm-hmm. really improved. Um, okay. You can't doubt that, actually, but hmm. most improves another poll for another day. Didn't he win most improved last year? Can't remember. Anyway, winner, 49%, Andrew Bogut, and he would have been my selection there as well, so... Why is that? Is that based on uh, the competition that Bogut had for for spots or for votes amongst your team, or partly, partly? partly. Okay. I didn't have many other options, but um, look, I didn't start with Bogut like some teams. But I think ever since he's been in my team, he's been an absolute lock for for captain selection. He's made my job a bit easier um, with our top five captains every week since he's been on the doubles, and he's eight points. Uh, on average per game clear of anyone else in the competition I think that we, we've talked about that a little bit off pod a little bit but that was the move for the whole year I mean he's the second highest he's only three points off being the top scoring player in the league in fantasy and he's played two less games than Nick Kay and well, Perth have played two less games than Sydney so the the pick was to have absolutely Bogut from the start at 1.5 million and you're sitting here Rubbing claim on all together. the singles and yep. who cares just suck yeah. it up whereas we, we probably chased the ace a little bit and tried to get Boone on the doubles early and long and etc etc and it hasn't quite and I think where we went wrong is when we went to the blitz if we didn't go to the blitz we might have even started with him but just seeing yes. him first hand yes. didn't look that interested in the pre-season no. and, and came out no. and proved us completely wrong didn't he correct yep. so, he managed okay. to get a, there was a risk of foul trouble and all he has to do now is just give the uh, refs a bit of a glare yeah, I mean, he, he seems to. He found out in his first, the first game. I think he played it in the first round one, and then that's that's the only yeah, time he's found he's, out. Um, so. And he can score massive even by sitting on, sitting on the bench for like ten minutes at a time. It seems so. He's a uh, he's a jet. Nice. Um, right. Speaking of jets, it's probably a nice little time to go to our good players of round nine. All right, it's over to Banksy for who's been putting in the work this round or last round. Now, remembering this is pre-adjustments as well. The game is yet to open. Uh, but this week we had two players to score the ton or above. Mm-hmm. And it's not bogged at number one. So, <gasps> Mr. Consistent Nick K, 110 points prior to these adjustments. And look, he just keeps getting it done, Mr. Consistency. Um, he's now sitting around 20% ownership, so still... Way too low. Either that or 80% of the competition is no longer playing. Um, but what I love about Kay is he, he just cont- his lowest score this season is 41. Mm-hmm. Um, and he just he doesn't have a flaw, does he? And every game... You know, well, he does have a flaw. And his fantasy flaw is very, very high. <laughs> well, that's it. That's it. But he's always getting those 40s, 50s, 60s. You're not worrying about if he's on a double, if one of his scores are going to be low and... He's got to make it up like Bogut showed his last and couple of weeks. Banksy's just put a huge moz on him. Well, I was I was going to suggest that, you know, the fact that... Huge moz on him. Um, Bogut got rolled by 10 points by K probably doesn't constitute the Banksy's captain's curse, but boy, he's just called a moz then, so... Anyway. Anyway, the other player, obviously, to score the 100 was Bogut. But uh, it was a little bit 
of a worrying sign in the first game. He scored the 27 against Perth. Beef. Mm. That was a massive contest, wasn't it? And Ooh. Beef, beef. ran. Oh. Oh, beef, but then he the disappeared in the second game against Melbourne. Yes, he did. Mm. But, his, job, um, his job was done. job was done. Shut a good ride down. Well, no, his job wasn't done because Sydney won. <laughs> well, that's true. Now he's well. It's a team game, as we all know, and that's what Bogut was saying, as uh, after copying some criticism from <coughs> Corey Homicide. But uh, look, obviously, he went head to head in the big game, and obviously we was looking a bit. We were a bit worried. I know that the group chat. I think you were mentioning before, Banksy. Um, someone was very keen on uh, Nick Kay and Bryce Cotton and the like. So and, the first and third highest scoring players for the round. Mm, true. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we were a little bit worried about Bogan, I think. It's only fair. And look, that 27, if you're watching the game, he got a steal on the siren as well, so mm. could have been quite a low score. And um, we're lucky that he was playing Illawarra in his, his second game there where he went huge with 73, Yep. Um, which is what we know Bogan can do. Um, aside from that, just to keep it brief, Cotton, he could, uh, I think, be in both the good and the bad body. Okay, so we know in that first game you were you were quick to remind us on our group chat mm-hmm. uh, about being the sole owner, of owner him. at the That's table. Correct, yes. Um, so I put I up had 60, a couple, couple of bourbons, I think, by that stage. Sixty-eight against one. Sydney, mm-hmm. um, but we'll put him in the bad there as well because I was um, quick to send you a message in that second game to to ask if Cotton was playing. You were, but I was too busy watching the game, so I didn't reply. Thankfully, <laughs> for a little while. So seventy-six for Cotton over the double. Um, outside of that, a couple on the single. So, Sean Long had his biggest score for the season in a single game, so he had the 70. Um, we had Wesley and Patterson just keeps getting it done, both 62 on their singles. Um, and aside from that, we had a, a few of the Sydney Kings boys in the 60s, Randall, Lish, Ware, Kickett, um, all did their job over the doubles there as well. All right. Enough goods for the week. What about some bad... Some bad... Pretty terrible scores. Mm-hmm. So, Cedric Sealing Jackson. Oh, God. We've Ooh. had floors of, floor of K now the ceiling. How do you get a negative two? Oh. Well, you just get it. Yeah. Stats don't lie. No. Uh, and his mate... Yeah, nah. Mm. A four. Yes. So, he heard a, nah. a few owners. 20% ownership for nah on the bench there. Yep. Um, Kendall, so after he received his signing, he only scored five. Um, and a couple of others. So, Tarangi, he's 10% owned. Anderson, he's 20-odd percent owned. So, they both got sixes. Wow. And Corey Webster, a seven. That's um, some, I guess, if you're looking at some ownership of players there, you can see why. I think it's a surprising one as well. Did you say Rashad? Right? No. Not Rashad on a single as well, and he had an eight. So if you spend him, you got a billion, a million bucks of salary cap wasted on uh, him at the moment. Him did and Webster not doing well. Did he get outscored by Armani? I wonder. I'm not too sure. Uh, Banksy did Armani he? Armani get a 16? 14. 14. Oh, 14. there you go. So yes, Armani. Oh, positive. Armani positive. has outscored Delicious. both Richard or Rashad and Corey Webster, so that's good. No wonder you won this week, mate. I, I think Stars are aligning. Armani looks like he should just be played for more minutes to me. I don't know. But I guess we saw Rashad play more minutes and gun it up earlier in as well. You know what? The odd man out is for that team, Corey Webster. Don't have Webster play. Rashad and 
Armani is going to get much more minutes and probably do better. Dare I, say. I, I know we mentioned in the pre- New Zealand preview that Webster was signed on a three-year deal. Oof. Oof. Um, so uh, I guess that uh, the he's, he's playing like it, isn't he? Wonder what the out clauses are. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> contracts are made to be broken, I guess, in professional sport these days. So mm-hmm. um, another bad one, I reckon, is Toddy Blanchfield, only fifteen. Yeah, um, a lot of people were, you know, look, people have been riding him because he's been scoring quite well, um, averaging thirty-six point seven. But the fifteen is obviously less than half that. So bit of a down week and that that's uh possibly another one we will uh we've got questions about when we talk about our twitter questions in the second podcast the other one's probably of note was um i was a bit worried about bowen i know quite a few people tweeted us and uh yeah we're risking it for the biscuit by starting him on the double um he had the the six against perth did okay in the second game with 15 but you'd still expect a bit more from someone on the double that you're starting on your court correct all right that's it for your badge of the week and that wraps up our uh, first podcast of the week which is obviously our review podcast so as we mentioned earlier we will be leaving you now but we'll be also posting up our preview for round 10 shortly cheers, cheers guys, guys.